All right, welcome to another interview episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Uh, I have Alex Sanfilippo on the line of Podmatch and um, some other useful tools related to podcasting. Alex, we'll get into the formal introduction here in just a second, but you're a huge advocate for podcasting just as a medium, right? And so I want to ask you, what makes podcasting such a powerful way to connect with audiences and for entrepreneurs? What makes it such an important medium to invest time, energy, effort, and resources into making work? Yeah. First off, Roy, thank you so much for having me. I really love what you're doing with this podcast. So really excited to be here. To me, podcasting, the, the big power behind it on either side of the mic is you're able to develop no like, and trust with somebody who listens. So anyone who's listening to it, you can quickly develop that a lot faster. I think you can any other way. I, I think in a lot of forms of marketing, you have to have a, a bunch of different touches, right? They have to see you seven to 10 times before they're ready to do something. But if someone listens to you, and let's imagine you're doing a solo episode that's 12 to 15 minutes, or you're doing an interview, like if you're the guest and it's 30 to 40 minutes, people can already tell, do I know, like, and trust this person? You can develop that really fast. So you may not get as many leads as you do on social media from something like podcasting. However, the leads that you do get, I believe they're really primed and positioned to work with you. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. Absolutely. I, I agree, and I've definitely seen that too, that once someone has engaged with you, even for just one episode of a podcast, there's there's a fami familiarity that you don't necessarily get, especially from like print medium. Uh, so Alex Sanfilippo is the host of the top-rated podcast called Podcasting Made Simple. Uh, he's also the founder of podpros.com, a software company focused specifically on the podcasting industry. Alex and his team have created popular services like Podmatch, a service that matches podcast guests and hosts together for interviews, and Podcast SOP, a project management tool that helps podcasters keep up with their episode releases. Clearly, like I'm a fan of podcasting. I found Alex through Podmatch. And, um, and so we're going to talk about kind of all of that, including the entrepreneurial journey and the creation of an offer like Podmatch here. Um, so, so Alex, I, I connected with you through Podmatch, your matchmaking platform for podcast guests and hosts. So can you briefly describe what problem Podmatch was built to solve, kind of like your discovery process of that problem, and then how you went about creating a unique and what you considered to be a better solution than anything else out there already? Yeah. First off, this is kind of twofold. The first okay. time I discovered the problem, I didn't realize that I discovered a problem. Uh, I started a podcast yeah. years ago, and it's when I was wanting to leave corporate. And so my my brilliant idea was, I don't know how to be an entrepreneur, so I'm going to bring on people on a podcast that had successfully left a nine to five job to pursue entrepreneurship full time and do it successfully. Like, how did they make that transition? Seemed like a good idea, right? So yeah. the, the problem is, I was a, I was a corporate guy. It was 15 years I was in in uh, in corporate America, and I knew three entrepreneurs. So obviously I'm a brilliant guy, Roy. So I had all three of those people on the podcast. And then I asked all three to come back. And then I asked all three to come back on again. And that third time, they're all like, dude, you need more friends. And clearly <laughs> I needed to find some other entrepreneurs. But thankfully, because of when my show landed, it was just great timing in the world of podcasting. It took off. So I was able to find guests. And I was very thankful for that because I was like, man, I was almost dead in the water. Like I didn't even know I wasn't using LinkedIn or anything, which obviously I should have been using LinkedIn at that time. Right. And now I do yeah. just, so you know, but so I just didn't know how I'd get guests. And like, I was like, man, thank God that like my show took off because now people are coming to me when that may not have ever happened. So that was always in the back of my mind. 
Fast forward years later, when I learned how to become an entrepreneur through my own podcast, I decided to go back to, I love podcasting at this point. My show did really well. Thank you for that. So it's speaking at podcasting events. And I just started asking podcasters what they're struggling with. And I kept on hearing, like I heard a lot of things, but the main thing I heard is I'm having trouble finding ideal guests for my show. And because of that, I realized like, it, it, it took me back to when I started. I'm like, man, I had that problem too. This is a real problem in podcasting. So I looked at the solutions and there were some things that were kind of helping, but it was still quite a bit of work. And so when I, when I went to the whiteboard, and this is, I'll summarize it by saying this, I went to the whiteboard and I just thought about I'm like, how could we put guests and hosts together for interviews and make sure they're a good fit? What's an industry that does this right? And really, I, I, although I've been married too long to be on dating apps, dating apps to my friends, according to my friends, it works really well to put people together that may have similar interests and want to have a conversation or a date or whatever it is, right? Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. So how, okay. soon is, how soon is PodMatch getting like a swipe left, swipe right? I don't know. You know, it's funny. I've never used a dating app. So like, I've never actually seen that. I'm, I'm sure it's absolutely addicting. Maybe more than even going on dates is the actual yeah, play. Yeah. But anyway, so we, we didn't do that. But the idea was like, we, we just built a service that automatically matches guests and hosts together for interviews works just like a dating app. You can message in the platform and everything. And that's, again, that's where the idea came from. And that's how we executed. We just followed another industry that was doing it well. Yeah. Well, that's, that's excellent. So you had, you had kind of a model to build from, but it's like, um, I, a lot of people don't know this, but drive through windows, which we so readily associate with fast food, uh, the first fast food drive through window was actually inspired by a bank, right? There was, there was a guy with a hamburger stand on the side of a highway, I think it was in Oklahoma. And he had seen a drive through window at a bank, which was already a thing. Um, although cars were still fairly new at the time, but you could drive through the bank, you could, you know, do your transaction. And he said, what if I do this to my hamburger stand? Cause all these people are driving past. Um, and not stopping for lunch. And it wasn't McDonald's, but thus the uh, the the drive-through hamburger stand was was born. Wow, I did not know that. That's cool. That's yeah, really so it's just transplanting of a transplanting of a cool idea between uh, between industries. Okay. Um, so you through through and and by the way, my first podcast was called the live with Roy and people made fun of me because when you read it on screen, it was like live with Roy. So this is the podcast. <laughs> uh, it was called live with Roy. And I kind of ran into the same problem. Like I, I had a decent network at the time and I had some interesting people to, to interview, but then it was very, um, it, it was sometimes challenging to figure out, okay, who's, who's the great guest going to be, who's the bad guest going to be. And it kind of fell off because it was so much work of figuring out, you know, what's, what's the guest, what's the, what's the opportunity there. And then it was just too much work at the time. Right. Uh, so when I relaunched, then I did a solo show and now I'm bringing back in interviews. And as I've explored PodMatch, like it, um, it's great because I can type in something like PPC for pay-per-click. Right. And I can find somebody who's like, oh yeah, I run this pay-per-click agency. It's running, you know, like $5 million a year in ads and, we're working with all these different clients and here's the things I like to talk about related to podmat or podcasting or pay-per-click. I'm sorry. I'm not, the, the right words are not coming to me. Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, pretty cool because it really does give you, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's all on the platform there. Right? right. Um, and I would, I would love to see it just continue to grow and grow and grow. So, um, I, I do want to talk more specifically or, I want to zoom out and, and and make it less about the platform itself, which is cool, but talk about podcast guesting, and then we'll talk about podcast hosting. Um, so let's start by t 
talking about the opportunity for podcast guesting because that's that's like the easiest entry point into the podcast world. Um, now, I think that you're a great guest on podcasts. Uh, I, I recently interviewed uh, an author who was a former journalist, and she was a great guest on on podcasts. What have you found? You know, as you're connected with thousands of podcasters, what makes someone a successful guest on podcasts? Yeah, first off, Roy, I, I like that you started with talking about being a guest versus a host. And anybody who's listening is like, oh, I want to be in podcasting. Start off by being a guest. And here's why I say that, because there is an investment of mostly time, but money as well, if you're going to be a host, especially. And what we find is a lot of people, they do one episode and they're like, I absolutely hate this. I never want to do this again. So I recommend be a guest on a few shows. If you have any expertise, like as a copywriter or anything like that, right? Get on and share what you know and see if you like it. I'll say this. Some people love podcasting. Other people hate it. But the best way to determine that is by being a guest. If you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. I want to do it all day, every day, then maybe start a show. But I'm glad we're talking about this first because I think it's important. This is where I tell people to start. Uh, anyone who's like, I'm getting ready to launch a show. I'm like, hold on, go on three podcasts first. Like, don't, don't yeah. do all that yet. Uh, I, I think if, I don't know about you, Roy, but if I would have started there, I think I probably would have been a better podcaster and maybe save myself like having to rebrand a show. Like, like, like you, it seems like we had to like stop and start again. I probably wouldn't have done that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but that, that's how yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely do. I think, I think just getting an understanding of what the entire process is and what it looks like, um, it, it forces you to kind of rethink it. Like when I restarted podcasting, I realized that it would be much easier if I just, just did a short chunk of content. Right. Um, yeah. and as opposed to this full commitment of like, Oh, I'm going to publish all these interviews with all these people, et cetera. Um, so but back to the so question like, though, I, I yeah. do want to jump into that. Like what you asked, sorry, sorry I cut you off there. But like podcast guessing, if you're going to be a guest, I find the ones that do the best, like I can kind of simply lay it out here. The very first thing that I find that really separates people is having a clear why. So don't just be a guest on podcasts because like, ooh, that sounds fun, right? I yeah. just think if there's no intention behind it and you don't really have like a reason for it, yeah, you might have fun. But like if you're, if you're in it for like for breakthrough marketing secrets, right? Because I believe it is one, like just to take the name of your show. You got to have a plan. Like there has to be a reason behind it. Like if you're like, oh, I want to earn more clients, then you need to like have that why and really define that. And that to me, I mean, that's step one in anything, right? I mean, I know, is it Simon Sinek who kind of coined it? Like start with yeah, why? start with why. I mean, he didn't invent that, right? That, that's as old as time. Like you need to first and foremost have a why. And I recommend to everybody who's going to be a podcast guest, literally write it down on a piece of paper. Like I write that down on a piece of paper. And I remind myself regularly, like, why am I in podcasting? Like, what is my reason for doing this? And I always recommend taking it beyond just yourself. Like, yes, you want to grow your business. You want to get some exposure. You want to see if you want to be a podcast host. But at the end of the day, like, what are you doing to add value to the person who's going to listen? That yeah. should be part of your why as well. And that's firmly what I believe, Roy. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the why tied into the value creation, like, why am I doing it for me? Why am I doing it for the listener? What, what value am I planning to bring? Um, because always when you are focused on providing value inside the episode, that's what is going to motivate the audience to then do whatever your selfish motivation. There's a Zig Ziglar quote, the best way to get what you want in life is to help uh, enough other people get what they want in life. Right. Yeah. Um, and podcasting is a, is a great medium for that. Um, so, so like one of the most important things to being a successful guest on podcasts is really just defining like what's, what's, what is the outcome? What's the value created for 
everybody involved, right? Uh, so what are some challenges that either come with trying to land guest spots or once you land the guest spot, actually making sure that the, the delivery is what you want it to be? Yeah, you know, it go, it, it, so it goes back to why first off, your why has to be tied to a podcasting niche. Like you can't just be like, ooh, golf podcast. They want me on their show. Sure. Ooh, surfing podcast. Sweet. Ooh, marketing podcast. Right. Like, yeah, I say no to 90%, 90% or more of the podcasts that ask me to be a guest on it because it just doesn't align with my why. Like I, I can't help. Right. Like I don't know why comedy podcasts for some reason have been asking me to come on. I, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm that funny. Like between you and me, Roy, and like our listeners, like maybe that's like a funny thing to say, but like past that, it might be the only joke I've got, you know, like. So yeah. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, thank you for offering, but I, I can't be there. So I think the first thing is don't start reaching out to everybody. And, and the general culture of podcasting is typically guests have to reach out to hosts. So first off, guests kind of like sit back like, ooh, podcasts are going to come for me because I said I'm interested in it. Like, no, I, yeah. I think you need to be proactive. Like you get out of anything in life what you put into it. So be proactive, but find the niche that aligns with your why and only try to, to pitch to those. Like I find that to be step one. And really, if you're getting on the right shows, the interview should be a lot easier as well. Because when you're on a show that's like, oh, I don't really know a lot about this, but they want me on it. Those are the ones that like, at the end of it, you're like, I don't know if that was that good. It's like, well, obviously you don't know anything about that. Like they, yeah. it's just a, maybe an inexperienced host or a host that says, I'll talk to anybody that doesn't really have that focus, right? So I, step one is only go on the right shows. And I think that once you've done that, the interview itself goes a lot easier. Um, but again, going back to that reason that why and that's so important make sure you have that when you're on the podcast the, like i've been listening to your show all day right like and it's a great show so it's going to be in my queue now like i'll probably listen to it forever and you do so many Thank you. really great like here's the thing i'm, I'm like, halfway through one where you're talking about the number one most powerful conversion secret and i'm, I'm like it's just so good it's only 15 minutes like it's a great i encourage everyone to go back and listen to that episode but they're short i can i'm like i could digest this every day you know like learn a little bit every day uh, but yeah. if you're going to be a guest, listen to some podcasts and think about your why and how am I going to share what I know, how I can help in a way that will also flow with the way this host likes interviews to go. These upfront things that you do before the day of the interview, that's going to really make a huge difference. Absolutely. And it and it leads to being able to have these like informal conversations like, hey, I really enjoyed that episode. I was really engaged with that episode. And it's... and there's there's just a um an integrity to that part of the, part yeah, of the conversation definitely. that's a whole nother yeah. conversation but yes there is a lot of integrity um, involved in that <laughs> um so uh, let's see doing the little bit of a slow pitch softball question um around pod match before we switch towards launching a podcast and using a podcast from the host side to grow your business uh how like, how would you recommend someone go about landing guest spots on, I say popular podcasts here in my notes, and maybe there's a slightly different answer for podcasts or popular podcasts. Um, so could you speak to how, do, how do I get guest spots? Yeah, sure. And to the popular thing to me, a popular show means some listenership in your niche, right? It doesn't yeah. mean trying to go for like the biggest 10 million downloads a day type of podcast, right? No, it's like, okay, here's a popular one in my niche. And quick, quick tip here. Like I've, I've done much more business through very small podcasts that are perfectly aligned with what I want to talk about versus bigger, more general shows. So like the popular shows, they need to be focused in your niche and download numbers are not necessarily a pure, like a one-to-one -one reflection on that, right? Like it, it's gotta yeah. be 
really the right show because also those really niche shows, they're the ones that end up blowing up over time as the algorithms well, improve and stuff. So, so there's there's an old lesson from direct mail marketing that you could buy you could buy like phone book type mailing lists for super cheap, right? You can mail everybody that lives in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? Or you can spend a lot more money doing a mailing list with a bunch of selects. So it's somebody that has bought a personal finance book in the last 90 days and the offer price point was uh, $39. And um, they have a history of additional purchases with um, similar companies. And you might pay 10 times as much for that. But if you're selling a $39 personal finance book, your ROI for that is going to be off the charts. Right. And the same thinking applies to, you know, who has the perfect audience for me, not who has the biggest audience. Um, okay. Uh, and, and, um, so I, I will do the very soft pitch that there's a link in the description to check out Podmatch if you do want to create like a guest profile. What have you found like for for successful guest profiles? I mean, you have like leaderboards and stuff. Uh, for successful guest profiles, what goes into those profiles that makes someone an attractive guest? Yeah, it's exactly what we're talking about. They have a narrow focus. So like they, they clearly are like, hey, here's what I know when I talk about. They don't say, I talk about copywriting. I talk about being a, a cat mom and I talk about, you know, like all my hobbies and favorite movies. They're, they're not that person. They are strictly like, hey, I'm using this for copywriting. I teach people how to hire the proper copywriter for their small to medium size business. It's like, man, that's so specific. But they're the ones that do really well because hosts that understand the way it goes are looking for that. And, and right with that, like the, the way that people are always like, how do I get up on the leaderboard? I'm like, get get booked on more shows. Like you don't need to be on one every day, but get booked on more shows. And one of the issues is people don't really know how to do that outreach. I know you kind of asked that question. If, you, if you're okay with it, I'll kind of share how I do my outreach, if that would be helpful. Yeah, I think that that's fine. And and I do, one more thing that I do want to talk about is yeah. um, what you actually have on the guest profiles. And I might I might run through that too. Um, actually, let me start with that. And yeah, then, please. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you can talk about outreach. Sure, so yeah. like, I'm, I'm scanning somebody's. I'm not going to share my screen here because don't have permission and it's not Alex's profile. Um, <laughs> but th there's all these guest details. So there's like a, a pod match rating. There's time availability that people are available. Um, the length of time that they're willing to record episodes, things like that. Um, then there's an about statement where you talk about yourself. There's connections to, uh, you know, links to other sites. There's tags of the main topics that people are most comfortable talking about. And then the things that I really like on here is ideas for episode titles slash main focus. So you're giving the podcast host like, hey, if you want to show about, and I'll just, I'll say this because it's fairly generic, Google ads and analytics. If you want to show about Google ads and analytics, I'd be a good guest for that, right? And then questions, Amit is, this person is <laughs> always ready to answer. Um, didn't say first and last name or anything, um, right. <laughs> but the questions this person is, is always ready to answer. That is an excellent thing because one of the things, like I have a questionnaire that I go through to, before I book somebody and I'm asking for things like a bio and the questions, and those are built into this noteworthy podcast episodes. If you want to listen to the guest before you actually, um, before you hire them or not hire them, but, but invite them to be on your show, desired CTA, all of that stuff. Um, and those are the type of things that that preparation does help you become a better guest. And it's built into the platform here. So if you have that kind of preparation in place, 
how would you recommend then, Alex, that people do outreach to podcast hosts? Yeah, I'm uh, Roy. I'm really glad you brought that up. It, it's we took a lot of time to determine like what podcast hosts wanted. Like we polled people to find out what should be on the profiles, and that's that's what we came up with. Still, this day, if I'm ever going to be, uh, if I'm ever looking for guests, I prefer it if they're on Podmatch because I it does a lot of the work for me as a host. So it does simplify the yeah. process on, on either side. Like if you're looking at a podcast, it's going to show you a lot about who their audience is and stuff. Make sure you're aligned. Um, anyway, I appreciate you bring all that. That's that's really great. Uh, so what, once you have that. A lot of the work is done in the outreach. So if you're going to send someone an email, a message on Podmatch, a message on social media, like however you're going to outreach, if you have something like that, which is more or less a media one sheet, if you have that, it makes it a lot easier because you don't have to include anything that's on there. And I, I think that the, the first thing that matters if you're going to reach out to a podcast host to be on a, on a, like to be a guest on a show is you have to keep it brief. And I get some, I get some pitches sometimes. I know you do too, because you have a popular show here, Roy. You get the five paragraph outreaches and you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, I think they want to be a guest on the podcast. Right. Like, yeah. and it's like yeah. super long and drawn out. Like I, you've gotten those, right. I have to imagine you have. Yeah. And sometimes they're not, they're not relevant at all. Right. Um, which yeah. makes it even worse. Right. Yeah. So anyway, like if you have something like this, a media one sheet, a pod match profile, you can include a link to that. And I recommend that. So the first thing I'm gonna share is keep it brief from there. Step one is to lead with value. If, if I'm a podcast host and reaching out to me, what that means is simply saying, hey, Alex, check out your show. And again, we talked about integrity earlier. Please have integrity. Don't lie. Actually, when we, we, before recording, Roy, I was telling Roy that uh, I had some outreach and they totally lied about what they checked out because it didn't, they were completely wrong about what it was about, but they had like very yeah. specific things that weren't true. Um, anyway, uh, I digress. Listen <laughs> to the show, leave with value. I always recommend leaving a review for the show on Apple. And so what I do is I screenshot that review and I, I send that as well. So I say, Hey, Roy, I really love Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I love that episode you did, like number one most powerful conversion secret. That was really helpful for me. I left a five-star rating review of your podcast. Here's a screenshot of it. Yes. Listen, if, if you do that, you have that host's attention. Like, I don't care who the host is. You officially have their attention. They're saying, go on. Like, yeah. thank you, first off. But if you just say, if you start saying, I'm this, I'm that, I've accomplished this, I have a new book, I have this, I have that. Listen, everyone has something and that doesn't like, help the host figure out how you're going to help their audience. You're just talking about you. Um, so again, lead with values, number one. Next thing I'll talk about is make a meaningful request. Going back to those long pitches, sometimes I read them and I, Roy, I literally am like, I don't know what this person wants from me. Like, I have no idea. Like, do they, do they want to be a guest on my pod? What are they trying to do here, right? And yeah. so I think making a meaningful request straight up having an ask in there is so important. And I don't just mean like, hey, thanks so much for what you do. I want to be a guest on your podcast. Can I be one? Right. I, yes. A meaningful request means, hey, I looked through your backlog of episodes, Roy. I realized that you're talking about marketing secrets, but you haven't talked about podcasting in a year. I would love to be the guest to come on there and talk about it. That yeah. right there is like it makes the host say, oh, shoot, have I not done that in a while? Okay, very interesting. And moving on to step three is offer some credibility. Like, and I keep this really brief because a lot of people, their credibility is I've been on 100 podcasts, I've written four books, I've done this. And I, I guess you can do that. But for me, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Roy's social media and see who we have in common, or if I know anyone who's been a guest on his podcast, and just say, hey, you can talk to person XYZ because we both know them. They'll vouch for me. And I, I try to keep a little bit of humor in there. So I'll say, I pay them to say nice things about me. Feel free to ask <laughs> them about me and see what they say. And like, yeah. just the thing is, once you've made a connection of how you could potentially know each other, that's enough credibility. Like, that's all you need is, is a common friend. And then moving on here, step four, I'm almost done, is to mention sharing the episode. Again, have integrity. Don't say you're going to mention the episode when it goes live if you're not really going to do it. For me, my team always links to it from our website. 
and we share on all of our social platforms and in our private community, every time I'm a guest on a podcast. And that's super important to me. So I will mention that because hosts are like, I want some help getting this out there. I don't want to feel like you yes. showed up. I gave to you. And then you're just like, cool, forget it, man. Who's next? Right? So those are kind of the points I'd share. Again, it's, it's lead with value, make a meaningful request, offer credibility, and mention sharing the episode. And, and that has helped me get on more shows than anything else. Excellent. Yes. I mean, that, that, all of that. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's not a guarantee, right? It's, it's not a guarantee. You have to be conversational. You have to be human. You have to recognize when, when you have a fit and when you don't and recognize that sometimes even when you think you have a fit, the post, the host is not necessarily ready to book maybe a pod, uh, a guest like you for whatever right. reason. Um, it could be who knows, right? Or they could just be having an off day and you may need to contact them two months from now. Um, but that kind of outreach is doing everything that you can to tilt the scales in your favor. Yeah. And, and again, it, like you said, like there's no, this is not going to work 100% of the time. And it's, it's okay that it doesn't. Like that's not a problem. Yeah. It, it's okay. Like the outreach is great. And sometimes you just get the open dialogue. Like if they say no, they might be like, but I, I have a friend who would really probably like that. Let me do an introduction. Like you, you never know where it goes. So just yeah. keep the conversation going. And like you said, six months later, they may be like, man, there was that one guy who left me that really nice review. I'm going to reach back out. Like don't burn the bridge afterwards if it doesn't work. Just it's okay. Either way, yeah. it's perfectly fine. And I think that that's an important element as well, because at the end of the day, the host knows their audience and a host job is to protect the audience from the wrong person, right? And if you're the wrong person, yes. that's okay. That's not a problem. And, and I mean, in, in the context of all of this, remember that your biggest job, at least the job that you have to do, if you want to um, have the host be very happy about you as a guest on the show, is you have to make the host look awesome to their yeah. audience. Right, of um, course. And, and if they believe that you're going to make them look awesome to their audience, they're going to want to have you on the show and That's they're going to have you on the show and they're going to want to invite you back. Um, so let's flip this and talk about launching a podcast of your own. Um, so can you briefly speak to just that process and like the... What are some of the most important, but maybe missed things when it comes to deciding to launch a podcast? Yeah, like like we like we both said, step one: go be a guest on a few. Make sure you like yeah. the medium. Like that is definitely step one. Because uh, yeah. you you know this, Roy, but most uh, again, like you you crush it in this space. So you you know a lot of the things that most people don't know. You like you have those insights. Most people only do one episode and they're gone. Like yeah. So my first advice is just make sure that's not going to be you, right? Like have a plan to succeed. Start off by testing the water, see if you like it. Past that, it's really important. Again, like I kind of mentioned earlier, but have a niche of for your show. I, it's so important. Like breakthrough marketing secrets is a niche. You're not talking about like all. You're not talking about general marketing. You're talking about things that are going to help you break through, right? Yeah. And all of yeah. your episodes. Again, I don't mean to sound like a super fan here, but I'm like <laughs> thoroughly enjoying and learning from your expertise, right? It's it's amazing. If you just said marketing 101, and you just yeah. covered everything marketing from like let's start a blog to let's do that. Like, not that those things are bad, but if it went that general and that broad, it'd be like, man, marketing's a big freaking world. You know, like you, yeah. you narrowed it down well, because it's I, breakthrough marketing secrets, right? Like that, that's more of a narrow niche and that's what people need. Good. Yes. And, and being specific, for example, of thinking, uh, I, I told you this before that we started recording that I think of my primary audience as copyright or entrepreneurs, which is a very specific identity of someone who is, um, copywriter, meaning they're involved with the messaging, and entrepreneurial, meaning 
uh, they might be starting their own business. They might be a freelancer. They might be working as an employee right now, but still have kind of that entrepreneurial edge to them. And so because I'm speaking to that person all the time about these breakthrough marketing secrets, um, and even that, like that niche is defined through like, there's this classic book on advertising, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz. Like the niche is kind of defined by other people who've used Breakthrough. Yeah. Um, and um, and so I would I would agree wholeheartedly. The other thing, and uh, we'll include a link in the de- the description to your five quick wins for podcasters on either side of the mic. By the um, way, I gotta, a- I gotta I gotta say something oh. real quick, Roy. Like I I know your audience is like super savvy, super smart. I'm a little nervous, like these copywriting experts to like, look at all the things I've written. Cause I feel like they're all gonna be like, yeah, we've been hanging out with Roy for a while. We know better than like, I'm gonna get like emails like Alex, you need to fix this and that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm afraid of that for my own stuff. Often okay, cool. Too. Good. So it's, you know, we all have that, um, imposter syndrome a little bit. Um, one of the things that I appreciated, like, as you were talking about, and you actually have four separate five quick wins, um, depending on what you're trying to do. And one of them is launching a podcast. And you actually talk about coming up with like a launch plan that I really appreciate. And one of the things that I didn't realize when I was launching my show is that I needed to like preload my trailer episode like weeks beforehand so that I could then get it listed on all the networks and stuff. And there's, there's little things that if you um, that may require a little bit more forethought there as, as you are starting to, to do this on your own. Um, and I don't really have a transition into the next question. So this is my transition into the next question. Um, so you've had, you've, you've done podcasting for a long time. And I think one of the challenges, like I do my daily stuff and I've been doing daily content since 2014 only recently transitioned to daily videos, actually at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, early 2020, transitioned to daily videos and publishing that, the audio extract as a podcast. Um, and so some people think, oh, I, I'm going to have to constantly come up with awesome content. So what's been your experience as someone who's like not maybe necessarily primarily a content creator? I mean, you're, you've got development teams and all of that. Um, so do you have to constantly come up with awesome content? How do you deal with that challenge? Yeah. I mean, thankfully the, the internet's kind of paved the way, like, like once you find that, that niche, like we talked about, like that focus and having that, that plan, I can easily go to Google and come up with like the top 50 questions on any given topic that like, again, it would be focused on niche, but I can go to like websites like Quora and stuff like that. And I can see what people are asking, what's popular. And especially if it's me solo, or even if it's gonna be an interview, all I have to do is say, okay, that's the specific question that's going to get answered with this episode. Or I don't know that one. I'm going to go find a guest who understands this question really well, because the internet is asking it, right? Like, I'm not yeah. asking you for it directly. But if it's being chatted about with dozens or hundreds of people, like clearly, there's, it's, it's a hot conversation that could happen. So for me, when I'm looking for content ideas and and everything I do now is around podcasting. So I speak to podcast guests and podcast hosts. So I'm regularly going back to Google or I'm going to these groups I'm in and seeing like, what's the common question I hear about like all the time, right? And let's just build a piece of content around that. So when those people enter our ecosystem and they ask that same question that everyone's talking about right now, I have something to send them. And so for me, again, the internet's kind of done a lot of the job for me because some of these websites are open Q and a, right? Like a lot of them, they're they're based around that. I can easily find those things. So like, whenever I feel like 
shoot, I'm out of ideas. Two, two things. One, I'll go find the new questions or I'll look at questions I answered three years ago and bring those back around. Like I'll, I'll just, not that I'll like republish that episode, but I'll do another one on it. Because the thing is, hopefully this is You'll happening new- for all of us. Like we're growing over time. So it's like yeah, someone who heard that three years ago might not even be listening anymore. And the people that are there now are like, I wish you'd cover that topic. And they're not necessarily going to go back three years and find it. Like bring it back up. Things have probably changed a little bit even. So maybe you have more yeah. expertise. You can share about it a little bit more. But that's my thought around content. So, because at first I was like super worried. But then like once I figured out, I'm like, wait a minute, it's all here. I just need to search yeah. for it. I was able to develop questions. So I always, in my mind, I shouldn't say in my mind, on an Excel spreadsheet, um, I always <laughs> have usually between 20 and somewhere between 20 and 30 things that I can do an episode on at any given time that is in my niche. Yeah. I mean, for publishing daily content, I also have a long list of topics that I've decided not to cover yet. Um, hmm. You know, I it's my someday maybe uh, right, list yeah. of just, just like constantly getting ideas out of my head. Um, so one of the things you mentioned is like, it doesn't, it doesn't just have to be you coming up with the content. You can go find guests who can help you. Um, so that's, that's definitely one way that guests can help your show succeed. Uh, I don't know if you want to speak more to that specifically, or are there other ways that you've experienced where guests can help a, a, a podcast succeed? I mean, first and foremost, it's all about the listener, right? So it, yeah. example, my old show, like the one from the, I, the, the one that I was talking about earlier, the entrepreneurship one that did really well, I, I had always wanted to have an episode about health. So like diet, nutrition, like healthy fitness activities and stuff like as an entrepreneur, because that's like the first thing goes out the window. Like we start a business, we're like, cool, no more friends, no more yeah. health, just work, you know, like grind away. Um, and we felt a bit of that, but I was like, I want someone on top of that. I was like, I can kind of talk about it, but like, why not bring somebody on? So again, thinking about my audience, it was a weird episode for an entrepreneurship podcast to talk about that, but we positioned it. I brought on an entrepreneur who uh, focuses on health. Right. And yes, maybe I could have covered it solo, but like, I was like, you know what? She will add far more value than I ever will. Cause she lives in this space. And so for me, it's always got to be around the mind of like, will this help the person is going to listen? And that's, that's basically the only thing that I filter through a guest, like through having a guest, I think about like my ideal listener, I'm like, would my ideal listener gain value from hearing this person talk? Yes or no. If it's a yes, let's bring them on. And that really is my only filter. Yeah. And, and I've certainly found like, um, that's absolutely the case for me. So for example, I don't have a ton of experience about, you know, as much as I've done, I have, I have my limited perspective on this whole, like guesting, hosting dynamic and podcasts. And I understand podcasts and as a user and as a publisher. Um, but I recognize that through your platform and your software and everything that you've done in the podcasting community that you have this unique perspective on how we can help each other out. The other thing um, that kind of speaks to to something you said earlier is that a good guest has a new audience. And it's there's never going to be 100% overlap between audiences, right? Um, but there is a Venn diagram of, of you know, the two overlapping circles of audiences. And so Alex, your audience that you share the content with, or that may just search for you, right? That audience, um, a large number of people who have podcasts want something to do with marketing that gets results, right? Right. Uh, and, and so there, there is a, so Dan Kennedy, a famous copywriter marketer talks about um, the with effect 
that who you are seen with is who people perceive you to be or be like. And so um, if I'm seen as being with you and I'm seen as being with another person and another person and another person, it increases my positioning in the marketplace. And so your guests can bring in an audience, they can increase your credibility, and they can just provide really good content for your audience that you may not necessarily be able to do otherwise. Yeah. I mean, first off, live with Roy, going back to your last show, right? Like this is, yeah. that's how- I'm Hey, it's live, live, I know. Live. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, no, to your point, like to, to me, the, the uh, I love what you just shared there, like bringing in somebody else's audience to, is the icing on the cake. Yeah. So I, I, I'll be honest, I will look to see, okay, this is the guest I think I want, but there's never only, I should say, usually there's, there's usually more than one guest that could fill the spot. So I'm going to look to see how they show up on social media. Is there any chance at all that they'd share this? Are they at least going to be proud that they, will they reshare something like anything at all? And if it's a, yeah. a no, sometimes I question, and let's say like are a big name. And that's one of the, the scary things about getting someone who's too big on your show, their content is planned out for the next ever basically. Right. And we're like, why aren't yeah. you sharing the show? It's like, well, my content team's done for the next year. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to bake that in there. But with that said, if you get somebody who's like, not like an A-list type of thing, but they have like the best information to share with your audience, look to see, are they sharing it? Like, are they proud of what they're being on? And to me, like, I honestly don't know why you'd be on a podcast and not share it. Like it's credibility boosting. Like, so, and yeah, and yeah I want to be seen as an expert like Roy. So I'm going to share it, right? Like I, I want that to happen. So I'll go look and just see like, is this person going to share it? Because if they're on other shows, you can tell pretty quick how they show up. Like, are they even acknowledging it? Um, that, that's, that's an important piece. I do look at that as the bonus. First is, will they add value? Not how big is their audience, right? Like you have to get that right. It has to be, will they add yeah. value? And then will they share how big is their audience? All that stuff is, is kind of important. Again, to me, narrow is better. Like yeah. example, somebody I had on the show, I had um, DHH, David Hanemeyer Hansen. He's a creative Ruby on Rails, Basecamp, hey.com, oh, wow. like all yeah. that. I'm multi, like author, like crazy. And I was like, hey man, like um, love to have you on the show. I do know he shares it, but what I know even better is that he has like a cult following. And before he shared it, that was like the most downloaded episode I ever had because people literally have Google alerts for anytime something new comes out with that guy's name. <laughs> and it's like tens of thousands, about hundreds of thousands of people. It's super weird. No one yeah. can spell my name, so I don't have that. But like, regardless, I knew if I had him as a guest, it's going to crush it. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, yeah, speaking to the thing about like, you never know when a popular guest is actually going to share your content. I had, I had somebody reach out to me by email somebody whose name I was like, whoa, this person's sending me an email, right? Saying, hey, I, I, I found this article of yours. I'd love to be able to share it on my social. Like, um, just like, do you give me permission, basically? And I was like, yeah, sure. Awesome. Like, um, I think, oh, hmm, it was one of the, it was a, um, it was a link swap thing. And I never say yes to link swaps. Um, but because it was this person and a hugely credible brand and all of that, I said, all right, I'll do it. And then like, it took so long to share it, even though he's sharing like 10 things a day that I just still don't know if it's been shared. Right? <laughs> um, so, so, to, so uh, on some level, some of those really big names um, as exciting as they can seem and as credibility, boost, credibility boosting as they can be, it still is no guarantee that you're going to get whatever you're imagining. Yeah, you know, real quick point on that. Going back to that David Hanemeyer Hansen episode, DHH, he was on my show. I had that surge. It became a very popular episode. But guess what? Not a probably not a single one of those people stayed around. They are yeah. a 
they are a cult following of DHH, not of my podcast. So literally it was this crazy curve spike and then right back down to where it was. And at the end of the day, like that number shouldn't be your deciding factor. And guess what? It didn't, I didn't earn any new business from that conversation because they're interested in him. They are following him and they'll next week they'll be somewhere else, wherever he's hanging out. Right. So just keep that in mind. Like I don't, I do not subscribe to the notion that you have to have the biggest guest every single time, find the best one that's going to value your audience. I'm going to keep on repeating that because that's how shows do really well. All right. So that's like a softball pitch setup for, um, if it's, if it's the best guests or quality guests, what can you do to ensure that you get quality guests for, for a podcast show? First and foremost, go listen to them on other shows, like see how they show up, see like the cadence in their voice. Like you can make it a really great interview if you have any clue what they sound like. And so for me, like, that's part of my, if I'm going to have a guest on, like, especially when I was doing those, those interviews with entrepreneurs, I was, if they had a book, I was reading their book. Like I was going yeah. deep dive, which I needed to learn anyway. Right. So it was like a win-win, but I'd go listen yeah. to other shows. By the time we got on there, like I knew where they don't want to go. I knew where <laughs> they wanted to go. I knew what no one had asked them. Right. Like I was ready for it. And I think that that's what makes a really great interview. And also you can quickly tell, like there's somebody who I, I never published the episode. It's a really big name. I shouldn't have gone after them anyway. And I knew I shouldn't have. I listened to other shows. I'm like, this person's terrible. I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to make it different. It was just as bad, if not worse than all the others I heard. I never even published it. And yeah. it's just because like, I, I knew that that was going to be the case, but I didn't want to believe it. Right. And I think so, all of us just have to get real on that. Let me, let me, let me poke the bear a little bit on this. Yeah. Um, so you have some kind of, this is, this is something that bugged me about the live with Roy podcast. Um, I ended up, I ended up asking guests for, you know, who else should I talk to? And I had an episode that in the end, I really didn't like it. And I think that might've been part of like what finally pushed me over the edge. Mm. So you have some kind of criteria where even no, no matter how big the name is, you have some kind of criteria where you just like say, you know what? I recorded it, went through all this effort, but this is not worth publishing. Can you speak to that decision-making process, whether it's um, overt or um, fuzzier around the edges, I suppose? Yeah, this this one's like, this is a tough one because I'll be real. Like I, I struggled over it for like, I'm not one to have like anxiety or like not sleep well at night, but this actually caused me to be like, man, like every day thinking about it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm not going to like, should I publish this? Should I not? But then the day, that's when I came to the conclusion that my job as a host is to protect my listeners. They're, they're yeah. there because... Like Roy, no one's listening today because they're like, ooh, Alex Sanfilippo. No, they trust Roy and whoever Roy brings on the show to deliver yeah. on the promise that Roy made. And if you allow somebody to break that promise and they they get your listeners' time, that mistrust is going to be reflected on you of like, yeah, his show's, you know, Breakthrough Marketing Secrets is kind of good. Sometimes he has weird people on there, right? Like yeah. if you just let anyone through. And so for me, like it, what came down to me deciding no on that interview was I wouldn't be able to sleep well at night knowing that did not add value to the audience. It would not have helped. It was just a wrong fit. Yes, it was a big name. So be like, oh, wow, Alex had so-and-so on the show. Like, that's amazing, right? But yeah. it just, I, I couldn't, I, and I didn't, no, no listener ever knew that I even recorded that and that that was fine. But I, I had to make that determination that, you know what? My job is to protect these people's time. They're trusting me. And if it's not the best of the best, I, I can't post it. And, and that's what I had to come to terms with. And eventually I started sleeping well because I know I made the right decision. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and I find that for me, like the more that I'm proactively trying to find other guests, that's the one thing that I, that I remain a little bit concerned about, but I guess, um, it gives me a little bit of, uh, solace knowing that 
know, somebody who who has done a ton of podcast interviews has has ultimately recorded something and then said, eh, no, not going to do it. Um, yeah. And there is probably few and far between, but, um, yeah, I think it, I had that seven, three yourself. times and that meant three times yeah. in two years for me, the three, three people's content. That was the first. And there was two others after that. I just, I just knew I couldn't publish. And that's important. The one, one like thing that I have to get out here though, that's just really important is have a backlog of episodes. You, you can't, you can't just say, okay, recording with Roy and the episode comes out in two days gotta have yeah. it because then even if it's terrible you're gonna publish ammo because you need it right the only reason yes. i could make that decision like i said it took me weeks to figure that out i was 10 weeks ahead and i always try to keep my show around eight to 12 basically is kind of the goal so that if i need to get like that happens, more guests yeah I can, <laughs> right if it happens like that like i can say now nah, i'm not gonna be able to use that one but like yeah. one time recently i was on a show and someone's like yeah this will go live uh later today i was like what like yeah i needed it i'm like what if i was sick or i called out like like, oh, I guess I wouldn't have had an episode. I'm like, whoa, yeah. get a little bit more, you know? And that that's another recommendation I have is like, don't let yourself get down to that absolute limit. Now, granted, if, if a show is like breakthrough marketing secrets, like you could just do more solo stuff. Like, so you yeah. don't need to like rely on a guest necessarily. I think that's one of the superpowers that you have. Yeah, um, that's, that's definitely the case. And and I try to be at least a couple of weeks ahead. Um, but actually, as we're recording this, it's Tuesday afternoon and uh, we're coming out on Friday. Heck yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, um, so... I, I want to talk just briefly. We do need to wrap up soon. Um, how do you recommend podcasters manage all the work that goes into releasing their podcast episodes? Um, like, can you kind of explain it? Like, that's that's one thing that I think that people kind of un underestimate as they go to launch a podcast is like, oh, um, there's there's kind of a lot of work involved. So do you have any ideas about how to do that better? Yeah, I mean, we created that project management software for podcasters specifically because it was something we saw being a, this is a big problem. And it's the, the number one, like, it's one of the main reasons people leave podcasting, but it's the number one cause of stress in podcasting is people are just like, oh, here's all these things. The first thing I'm going to say is don't do what you see everyone else doing. So many of us, we want to compare our podcast day one to someone who's been in it for 10 years and say, that's what I got to do. The truth is that person 10 years ago, when they started, all they did was release an episode. And I guarantee you, that's all they did. And now, yes, maybe they post it on social media in this beautiful way. And it, it's on this channel, that channel, all these places, right? The first yeah. thing is keep the main thing, the main thing. Don't just do everything because you see someone doing it. First and foremost, the first thing you need to do if you want to be a podcaster is release podcast episodes. Commit yeah. to that. Commit to your cadence. Figure out the, the simplest, most frictionless way to do that that you are comfortable with and start there. As you get that systemized and streamlined, add little things. Be like, you know what? We're going to post it in a Facebook group. Okay, now yeah. we're going to post it on my personal accounts and pages, right? And we'll find creative ways to do that. But I always tell people, just start with one thing at a time. Again, don't compare your day one to someone else's year 20. Start with just releasing an episode because if you want to be a podcaster, that is the core of what you need to do. And so for me, the simplest thing to do is just keep it really simple. Release the episode and start with that and then add things as you're getting comfortable that's part of the involvement of it. And honestly, a listener who comes in from day one, they're going to respect seeing that versus just someone who blasts it everywhere at a mediocre level and is always stressed and always behind, right? And, yeah. and so that's what I recommend doing. Like figure out the, the most, again, frictionless way to get it out there. And, and that has what's helped me. And still this day, here I'm years into it, that's still what we do. We find the most frictionless way to get it all out there. And as soon as there's like, yeah. here, I don't, guess what? I don't have TikTok yet. Like my team wants me to get on it. I'm like, as soon as we feel like we've mastered this, that'll be the next thing. It's on the list. Yes. We will get there, but not before we're ready. And so again, just keep the main thing, the main thing, find the frictionless way to do it. And that will really serve you as a podcaster. 
Excellent. And I agree. Like for me, for me, Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, the, the, the audiovisual content actually started as a daily YouTube. And I knew that podcast would eventually be like a, a medium that I was using, but it was, um, it, it, these things get added through time and the, the standard operating procedures change through time. And you have podcast SOP. I'm not going to, not necessarily going to link to everything, but they can go to podpros.com and, and learn more about it. But, but like I have my operating procedures and, I, um, you know, my stuff is very, my responsibility that gets it across, uh, lots of channels is very contained to like creating the content and then a publishing document. Um, so in 60 seconds or less, what's your favorite part about the podcasting community? Uh, it's an, it has an abundance mindset. Podcasting is just an industry full of, hey, let's help each other. Let's figure out how to serve. And at the end of the day, it's about the listener. And I love that about it. Like abundance mindset, here to serve people. Like that is perfectly aligned with what I believe in every way. So that is my favorite thing in the industry. Again, like us collaborating together and ultimately changing the world one listener at a time. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. I agree. Um, is very much uh, an attribute of the community. So the number one thing that I want people to check out, and this is you know the call to action section. Um, every every good podcast guest has a next step, right? A next step that you want someone to go to. Um, I, I don't know, maybe not, maybe 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 certain like just content storytelling podcasts don't, but we're we're business and entrepreneurship related podcasts. So we have a, a call to action. So you have this excellent resource, free resource, no opt-in or anything required um, called five quick wins for podcasters on either side of the mic. We talked about it a little bit. Um, it's in the, in the description, there's going to be a little trophy emoji. <laughs> it's at podpros.com slash win. Um, the, again, the link, the link is in the description. Um, but it's just, there's actually four separate lists of five for depending on where you're at. These are things that you can do to, to create quick wins. And I think generating momentum is incredibly powerful, um, whether it's podcasting or anything else. Also incl include a uh, link to the podcast, uh, the pod, pod match podcast matchmaking, um, the, the dating app for podcasters. <laughs> Love it, man. And, That's great. <laughs> and a few other resources uh, in, in the description. So I would strongly encourage people to check out Alex's work um clearly at least it's my perception that you brought a ton of value um so alex thank you for being here yeah roy absolutely an honor I, I really appreciate it and love what you're doing here as a fan of your podcast myself i'm excited to keep up with the journey man thank you again excellent thank you and to all my listeners and viewers um thanks for engaging with us for this episode i'd love to hear what value or action item you got from this episode i will see you guys again soon Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.